today on the news and why it matters. Everything you need to know uh, or maybe never wanted to know about the Democratic presidential debate coming up tonight. Also, Attorney General Barr is considering quitting the DOJ because of Trump, according to a new report. We have got a lot to get into on today's show, and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez today, joined by host of Stu Does America, Stu Bergier himself. Yes. In the flesh. Thank you for having me. Back with us. Thank you for being here. I know it's it is a difficult uh, a difficult show to make with you know you're Mr. Hollywood now and you've got your own gig. Yes. So. Screw my show. I'm doing this one. <laughs> <laughs> Great. We appreciate that. Uh, social media guru Jason Howerton back in studio from paternity leave. Thanks for being here. Welcome. And uh, Aaron Colon, TheBlaze.com's own Aaron Colon, or as I like to call him, my favorite reporter. Still, I still have that? Okay. Just, just don't While John Carl is not else. here. Yeah. Just, just, <laughs> I hope no one else is watching the show. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so the Democratic presidential debate is, of course, set for tonight. Um, let's talk about the ins and outs, because I didn't realize this until I actually looked at these note cards that Tom Steyer is not, he did not make this debate. Sad. It is sad. So now there will only be one uh, billionaire on the stage, which is now Mike Bloomberg mm -hmm. is going to be in the debate. So they're still maintaining the one billionaire quota yes. that they have on stage. The billionaire who's not actually on the ballot in the state that they're doing the debate, which makes perfect <laughs> which sense. Is, which By the way, Steyer had a poll that came out two days ago where he was at 18% in first place. And he's not actually in the debate in the state where he may be in the, you know, he's had another one where he was, I think, in third place. He's been at the top tier. This is where he's really flooded. You know, this in South Carolina is where he's dumped all of his money. And you want to talk about lighting money on fire. Oh, you know, yeah. look, blowing a billion dollars for Michael Bloomberg is no big deal. Blowing three, four hundred million for, for Steyer like that. He's going to be only he, he will barely be a millionaire when this billionaire when this thing is over. He's, he's only one point eight, I think, is wow. what he has. This is this is a terrible existence. Who is who man. is selecting him as their top candidate? I I don't I would like Climate to talk to some of those people. people. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like he just took that on once. Who was it? Hickenlooper or some Inslee or somebody? Inslee. Inslee. Yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. he just took that on. It's like, well, this can be my thing now. But he's been a big global warming guy. I mean, he is a legitimate Bernie Sanders like liberal level guy. I mean, he is he was he, Bernie Sanders fanboy for sure. He's a Bernie Sanders fanboy, <laughs> number one fan. <laughs> he was he started a, uh, a a petition to get the president uh, impeached in like mid two thousand like sixteen or seventeen. <laughs> it was. Really? Yeah, he was. He's the one who started that real movement. I think it was in October of 2017. He started an impeachment drive. So he actually like has way more credibility with Democrats, you'd think, than yeah. Michael Bloomberg. But Michael Bloomberg is, you know, he's a real billionaire. He's like, you know, he's like a real one. Not a fake one. Like barely. <laughs> I mean, it's just embarrassing. I think it's going to be really interesting though um, yeah. this debate because the last 11 or so have not been at all interesting. <laughs> but this one with Bloomberg coming in. He's probably a little rusty. Mm -hmm. Because in 2011, we were thinking it was the last time he actually had a debate or at least was in office. Uh, he's popping in there, you know, second uh, in the polls. If he has a great showing here, he could be in the lead. Do you think he's going to be the one that now has the target on his back from every, like the way they went after Bernie the last time? Now that he's kind of making a splash and he's he's the kind of the, the billionaire who's got the money to blow, do you think they're going to turn their guns on him? I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, he's the star of the show, which is hilarious, and it's perfect for Bernie. I mean, you know, Bernie being the front runner is not a good thing for Bernie. He needs to kind of like. Lay back, like if he's the if he's the focus, he's he can be easily damaged because the party, a large part, does not necessarily want Bernie Sanders to be their nominee. 
But I don't think they're going to want Bernie, uh, Michael Bloomberg to be the nominee either. Mm-hmm. And if everyone's focused on Bloomberg, which it seems like they all are. I mean, Biden was released an ad about him. Uh, Warren's been going after him. Buttigieg has been going after him. Obviously, Sanders has been going after him. He's taking all the fire, and that's what Bernie Sanders needs. He could, if he can skate through here, he, he's favored to win in Nevada on Saturday if he doesn't mm-hmm. blow this debate. Goes into South Carolina there where a new poll came out, and him, he was tied with Joe Biden. I mean, if Biden doesn't win there, he's done. And really then, at that point, it likely becomes a race between Bloomberg and Sanders, Sanders. which is hilarious. You're right, though. Bernie, what I've found watching him in these debates is his policies are one follow-up question deep. So, like, he has his answer that he has, and if he gets pressed at all— Like the simple, like how, okay, how much does how it cost? How are you going to pay for it? <laughs> or just how much, yeah. what's the price tag at all? Yeah. Forget how you're going to like <laughs> dream up the money. Right. Like how much does it actually cost? He like completely falls apart. Yeah. I mean, oh. this happened with he was. These are minor details. Just, just minor. You can't put a price tag on people's health. Uh, that, Come on. That's the follow up. Yeah. Uh, he did you a. should be on his campaign. I should. Uh, town hall with Anderson Cooper uh, the other day. And. You know, they asked him, they said, hey, you know, you really don't like all this money with politics with Bloomberg. And of course he doesn't. And Cooper had a great follow-up question, which was, so if you're the nominee, are you going to take Bloomberg's money? And he literally just stood there in silence. <laughs> like he couldn't even come up with a, like a guttural noise to let him know what way he was leading on it. Ha, ah, um, just that. And, just that noise. And it was so awkward, and Cooper's just like, uh, all right, okay then, all right. And, I, and that's the weird dynamic that's going to be in this debate, is people are going to be looking at it like, well, I do want these millions down the road, so I can't go too hard. But yeah. people like Biden and Klobuchar, they're not going to have a chance at the nomination if they don't take down Bloomberg first. They can't even get to Bernie until they take Bloomberg, because he's taking their votes and their delegates. I think Bernie was thinking of his houses, and if he wanted to keep them, <laughs> so he just couldn't quite get to well, while, while we're on the topic of Bernie, uh, the recent polling that just came out shows that a total of 57% of voters either had some reservations or were very uncomfortable about a candidate who had had a heart attack in the last year. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays for Bernie. Um, The results also showed that uh, his socialist views might surprisingly, I guess, uh, be an even bigger hurdle for him. Uh, 67% of voters said that they had either some reservations or were very uncomfortable about a socialist candidate. So again, we're having this conversation about Bernie versus Bloomberg, but when you look at the, you know, the, the voting block in the general, there are some hurdles for him to, uh, to cross for sure. His vice presidential selection is going to be so crucial to those voters who are kind of supporting him but not really sure mm-hmm. because if he picks a vice presidential candidate that they don't like, we don't like to be morbid here, but I mean, he did have a heart attack. He is very old. That is a concern that people might have to say, well, I don't want Stacey Abrams to be president, so maybe I'm a little bit worried about that choice or whoever he might pick. Mm. Yeah. Um, Why would you pick a black person? Wow. I mean, so, you know, I admit it. <laughs> uh, it's, the debate is going to be two hours, by the way, only two hours to sit through as opposed to the three that they used to be. Oh, thank God. So we're down. Uh, we're down an hour. is really where things heat up. <laughs> right. There's five moderators. Uh, it's going to be Lester Holt, Chuck Todd, uh, Hallie Jackson, Vanessa Hawk and John Ralston. And uh, there will be six of them. So we, I think we covered most of them. But Joe Biden, Mike Bloomberg, Buttigieg, uh, Klobuchar, Sanders, of course, and then Warren. Um, Stu, One more thing on Sanders yeah. when you're going on, because, you know, obviously the, the heart attack thing is legitimate, right? The guy's right. almost 80 years old. Yeah. Uh, he just had a heart attack. Like things, you know, I mean, that's a legitimate concern for a, a voter. And he promised to put his health records out there 
and again was asked in that same town hall last night, hey, you going to put those things out like you promised? And he said no. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he's just at flat out a flat out no. Uh, and that is like, it's, it's unbelievable, right? I mean, like the fact that um, any of these candidates would not give that much, like the tax information, okay, there's a personal aspect to that. I think it is our business to be able to know, just generally speaking, are they in good health? Well, especially after he had already said that he would, mm-hmm. and now he's backtracked and said, well, is never that, mind. Is that proof that there's more? I mean, not obviously it's not proof, but does that really suggest yeah, that you gotta, there, there's you've something know to the, it? You've got to know the optics are not going to be good for you if you backtrack something like that. Because the damage of not doing it is probably w- worse unless there's something... Right. Bad in it, right? right. And like the same point that Democrats make about Trump with the tax returns, right? Like, mm-hmm. look, is Trump probably trying to hide something as tax returns? Probably, right? It probably is. Like either it's, you know, he doesn't want to look like he's, you know, got away with paying a very low rate or whether he doesn't have as much money as he thought, you know, says he has or whatever the reason mm-hmm. is. The bottom line is if he, you know, it wouldn't be a big deal. He could obviously release them. But he knows that even if it's just his opinion is they're going to misconstrue intentionally things that they see in there. Bernie could have the same idea. Maybe he takes a medication that can be used for multiple things, but one of them is really scary. Who knows? Mm-hmm. The bottom line is you can't say you're going to do it and then not do it. You, Plus, you should look, do it. I think if you're, if you're going to be president, I mean, I think I wouldn't mind that being a requirement. Like, we should know if you're How healthy. How much money like, you make is, is inconsequential, but whether or not you are, are you going to live fit, four right? years? You're like, physically yeah. fit to do the job gotta, happens to yeah. be a big deal. You got to think about Democratic voters. Even if he makes it through the first term, they're not going to necessarily, if he's too old to run again, they're not going to want another contested primary. They're going to want an incumbent to be able to run in 2024. So there's longer term implications to it as well. Even if he's alive at that point, I mean, it's hard to run. <laughs> they could do the literal. It's weird to talk about, but yeah. It's, it's hard to run a presidential campaign in, in your 80s. I mean, that's not an insult. That's just reality. Which, surprisingly, Joe Biden, of all people, understands because he was the one who went out there when he was stumping and said, I understand yeah. who I pick as vice president. Really important. We're going to be right here now. long. So, I'm yeah. super old, in case you didn't know, guys. Go vote for somebody else. Yes. Right. Awesome. Yeah. There is always the chance that I might die at any moment. So there's of course you that. want out of politicians' honesty, right? Right. Uh, whenever we come back, I want to get your thoughts on just the level of pandering that uh, some of these more minor candidates are going through. You know, you've got Buttigieg, who made the comments that Christians shouldn't be voting for Trump, shouldn't be Trump supporters. And then you've got Warren and Klobuchar, who, you know, they're the women uh, still in the race. Gabbard is in the race, but she's not in the debate. And so naturally, they have to just go out and make complete fools of themselves. So uh, we'll get into that after the break. Uh, But by the way, If you are one of many men who maybe you're a little bit uncomfortable, it's a little bit awkward because you feel like you're at that age where you're losing your hair, um, you don't have to. You don't have to go through that. All right. You can keep your hair without even leaving your couch with Keeps. Uh, So Keeps offers the generic versions of the only two FDA approved hair loss products. So what that's doing is that's getting you the same medication that's going to help you keep your hair and you're also saving a ton of money. All you have to do is go online, you answer a couple questions, take a couple pictures of your hair and a licensed doctor will review everything and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. They ship it discreetly to your door. I don't think it's something you should be embarrassed about, but just in case you are, it's all done very discreetly. It's very easy done from the comfort of your own home. You can be a total couch potato while you do it. And a whopping 66% of men experience hair regrowth 
thanks to Keeps. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, let's do something about your hair loss. Go to keeps.com. That is K-E-E-P-S.com slash Y to get your first order of Keeps hair loss treatment for 50% off. Yes, I said five zero. You don't want to miss out on this deal. That is keeps.com slash why keeps.com slash why. Just going over the presidential candidates on the Democratic side and just the level of, I think, desperation uh, that they some of them have reached, I should say. I think it's getting to Beto level. I want to let you oh guys. No. De- yeah, I know. Never go full Beto. Right. <laughs> um, I, I want to let you guys decide. But, you know, just let's let's talk about a couple different things. Uh, number one is Pete Buttigieg, obviously, you know, coming out and saying Christians shouldn't support Trump. Um, which is an interesting flex for him, but okay. And then you've got uh, Klobuchar and Warren. Um, so let's let's play Klobuchar first. Klobuchar was at the Culinary Union Forum, and she told this really weird story about when she was in fourth grade and she took Spanish class, and this was her way of introducing herself to the people at this forum. Watch. About me, my name is Amy. Uh, and uh, when, when I was, took uh, Spanish in fourth grade, my name was Elena. Uh, I, they gave me the name Miyama uh, uh, Elena uh, because I couldn't roll my R's very, very well. And so it was E-L-E-N-A. Um, and I am just, first, my story is this. <laughs> this feels like a really bad open mic <laughs> set is what it feels like. It's so uncomfortable. There's no R in Amy. Yeah, somebody should have stood up and asked the question. We need to know, what is your real name? Because there's there's some identity issues going on here. She said, I, they gave me the name Elena because I couldn't roll my R's. R's there's yeah. no R in her name. I'm so confused. The R is silent? I don't no. No. <laughs> No! Uh, I do remember, I, I feel like when I took language back in the day, they did give us a different name. Is that, is that a normal thing? Like, I, I, I had a French name for the French yeah, they, they do that, but... What was your it, French name? Etienne. Etienne? Etienne, yeah. E-T-I-E-N-N-E. I remember that. Huh. Etienne. Nice. My name is kind of sound, French sounding. It actually rolled pretty well together. Etienne Bouguier. Okay, but when did you <laughs> take you French? Like French? Because yeah, yeah. she said this happened in fourth grade. Yeah, I was, I... We took that, we started in middle school. We didn't take yeah, my, uh, foreign language in elementary my school. My kids started, I think my kids started taking it in kindergarten. Mine did too, so it is but... now. Amy but, Klobuchar is not, you know, to my knowledge, our okay. kids age. But hold on, hold on. <laughs> we're getting we're, off. We're getting so, off. Yes, right. <laughs> the, the real question is why... Other than the fact that she's talking to Hispanic people, right. what is the point right. of bringing she that up? She didn't have to right. lie about the R just to pander. Like, it's, it's like it was such an unnecessary. We really thing need this fact. As if this. they are going to be like, well, if this now, is not the first debate question, my vote is made up it. now because she had a nickname when she took. I mean, it's just it's so painful. Pandering, I know. And such she, a, she's a, pandering. Yes, thank you. It's a good role. She also. I mean, she did say "me amo Amy," so she obviously, or "me amo Elena," so she obviously speaks Spanish. So oh, she yeah, has my pretty vote. Deep. It was very right. deep. It was fluent. She said yeah. "me amo," obviously. Uh, and then you have just to enter into the the conversation. You have Elizabeth Warren. Um, who is talking about how much of a mess the White House is, and so obviously you need a woman to come and clean up the mess. <laughs> and when you've got a mess and you really need it cleaned up, call a woman to get the job done. 
Oh. Sounds like a Bloomberg quote right point there. Out the, <laughs> point out the lie, though. Point out the lie. I mean, that's enough. If a Republican said that, oh they would God. get canceled. Yeah, you're right. That that's, is a sexist statement according to their standards. It totally is. Uh, I, I mean, uh, she's just more of an idiot than a sexist, I think. <laughs> that's the problem. She's able to get away with it, I guess, because of that. I mean, but you're right. If, even if a male Democrat said that, there would be major problems. That's a... I mean, and it wouldn't, we all know what she meant by right. that. It's not actually a sexual, no. co- a sex, sexist comment, but, but live and die by your as own if standards. it was. Yes. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we don't give benefit of the doubt to anybody anymore, so she shouldn't get it either. Do, I mean, do you guys, <laughs> <laughs> do you guys think that, Ed, I mean, does Klobuchar, Warren, how much longer do they last in this race? It's interesting because Klobuchar really has the issue of money. She did raise a bunch yeah. of money after that debate, and she she performed well in New Hampshire, but she does not have the structure to support an ongoing campaign without miracles. Um, you know, Warren ha- raised a lot of money, but she spent a lot of money, too, and she's in trouble. Where Buttigieg has been so good at raising money over a long period of time, he might be able to withstand a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how Klobuchar hangs on without a run. You know, what's really interesting about this is we all kind of go into these first early states and say, well, if the person wins this state, they're going to get a momentum burst here, they're going to get a momentum burst here. We haven't really seen that. I mean, Buttigieg, I guess, showed up pretty well in New Hampshire, but I mean, he's still in fifth or sixth place in these polls. He's at 8% nationally. No one seems to be noticing him. He's not popping in South Carolina. He's not popping with African-American voters. Which is weird. I mean, I feel like this is this has not been the way it's worked before. Same thing with Sanders. I mean, Sanders, you know, ties in Iowa, wins New Hampshire. You'd think he would pop him to a 10-point lead. There have been some polls that have reflected a pop, but not that much. And he doesn't feel like a major frontrunner. He feels like a very weak frontrunner. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you stop him at this point unless you got, I don't know, a billion dollars to throw around. So you might be <laughs> able to do something. But it's, you know, really at this point, these secondary candidates and, you know, Buttigieg, uh, Klobuchar, Warren. And, and Biden is probably, in Gabbard certainly, but I'll get, Biden's probably in this category too because yeah. he's never been good at raising money either. These people need wins. They need major wins. They need miracles. They need to outperform what people are expecting. If Joe Biden comes in and finishes two points behind Sanders in second place and then wins South Carolina, this can turn around. It's not. It's it's still not impossible. Biden is still second in most national polls, um, but he shows no life, and I think that's why everyone just thinks he's done. It goes to show that these early states, they everybody pours all this money into them, even the the sort of secondary candidates, and some of them should have probably gotten ahead to say, okay, maybe I'll just go to South Carolina and Nevada, because Klobuchar she does well in New Hampshire, and then suddenly she's scrambling and say, oh, I need to build an organization in South Carolina because I didn't even think I would get here, and so she so she doesn't have any chance to really do anything past New Hampshire and Iowa because that's where she put all her money. And that's the brilliance of the Bloomberg thing, and a lot of people are like, well. Uh, you know, he spent all his money on ads, and that's why he's, he's doing well. Well, really what he's been able to do better than anybody else is not the necessarily that he's spending on ads. Mm-hmm. It's that he's running unopposed in Super Tuesday states. There's nobody else who has any money to run ads in these states. So he's running them all by himself. And not only is he running ads, which he's run over, you know, he's spent $400 million on ads, and everyone keeps quoting that number. But he's also taking field, organi- field organizers that usually make $30,000 a year and paying them eighty five. Mm-hmm. So all of the best people are coming to him. It's shockingly the market works. Uh, And then in addition to that, like they were describing his events where you go and what do you do when you want to buy? If you want to buy a Trump T-shirt right now, you go on Trump, you know, Trump 2020.com, buy a T-shirt. He's just handing them out for free. He doesn't care. He doesn't need your money. Mm. He's 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 got cheese plates, beer at his rallies. He's got people. Cheese plates. Cheese plates. 
And everyone else is like, maybe you get a sandwich I'm, or a bag I'm, of chips. I'm coming around yeah. right now. To say, is there a Bloomberg rally in Dallas coming up soon? Yeah, no, they showed they had an interview with a bunch of like biker Republicans. They're like, I'm voting for Trump, and I'm getting the free beer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. he is be able to do everything that you'd want to do. Yeah. And he didn't need those early states. He didn't need to compete in those areas because the only reason you care about those first four states, it's not the delegates, it's to build momentum to get money for those later states. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need that. And so yeah. he's really, he has hacked the system in a way like that. Jason, uh, he's not, Stu's not wrong, but I just can't get over the Democrats keep telling us that we can't have an old white billionaire and yet here Michael Bloomberg is and he's gaining well, all of this traction. The top two, you have a old white billionaire and you have an old white millionaire, millionaire. who wants more of your money it's it's amazing how like how it all shaped out for them to to basically be what they despise and then add socialism on top of it um i think it's fantastic and i really want bloomberg to be the nominee just because i know during the debates with trump at some point, Trump's going to get out from behind his podium and go stand next to him to show America how much taller. Does, <laughs> does he? Does is he? Does he use a box tonight? Now that Trump has they called said him no. out, they said yeah. They I, said he's not because, but I think because he called, and he it knew that he knew those cameras would be yes. zooming in on to his, get that money shot. <laughs> that which is such a good shot, by the way. Yeah, oh, it's so good. I, I really do want Bloomberg to be the nominee, though, just solely for the fact that I want to hear nine months of Democrats telling me why it's okay to vote for a billionaire. Yes, I want them yes. to tell me why it's okay to buy an election yes. for nine months. I want them to tell me how great a decision Citizens United was for nine months. I just want it so badly. I. Agree. Great, but so do you think that Bloomberg, because remember Steyer had that weird moment where he was like, I don't think billionaires should exist either. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I, but what? Does, does Bloomberg take that approach too? I or is he like, so. screw you guys. I'm, yeah, I'm he's a billionaire he's a and I'm proud who, of it. Who doesn't care about those kind so of standards. He just, he's, do, he's doing what he's going to do. He's insulted every demographic possible at this point. <laughs> And he's still double digits in the polls, so he has no reason to bow down to anybody else. He doesn't need their money. He clearly doesn't need the support of the establishment of the party, so he's just going to do things how he wants to do them. And he very much has a totalitarian, like, let me take care of you streak, and that plays well for him, too. So Yeah. He's got a big, he's a big, you know, Woodrow Wilson style progressive. He's definitely a technocrat, and he has that in him. The other part about him is he... And we did this thing a while ago on, on radio where we matched up the 2016 Republicans, who's, who's the 2020 Democrat. And I said, Bloomberg is Trump. Mm-hmm. He is their Trump because he doesn't care. He's, he, doesn't, he, he disagrees with the party on a lot of different things. He's not center, you know, like in, he's been on both parties, right, just like Trump. Um, he's got all this money, all these resources. And, you know, he's got the FU money, right? Like he just doesn't care. So he'll come out and he'll blurt out whatever the hell he has to uh, to try to win. And he... he it's difficult to figure out a way if you're a normal Democrat to beat him. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think he's going to win the nomination. I still think Sanders is much more likely than he is. But still, he, is, he may be their only choice. And they hate both of them. They don't like Sanders or Bloomberg. Neither one of them is a Democrat. Right. Sanders is not a Democrat. You know, Bloomberg is not a Democrat. It's hilarious that they're coming down to a millionaire and a billionaire, tons of vacation homes all over the place, two old white guys. Neither one of them are even in the party. I mean, this is so... Awesome. It's perfect. It's absolutely <laughs> perfect. Uh, up next, former presidential candidate Cory Booker's girlfriend, Rosario Dawson, comes out in a new interview, or does she? We'd really like your help in deciding because we can't quite figure it out. Uh, but first, by now, most of us, I'm um, just saying I do understand why it's so important to use natural products in our homes. This guy probably still hasn't figured it out because he's like very Well, pro- you figured it out as Elizabeth Warren. 
told us it's a mess. So you you figured out how to clean. <laughs> See, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so I am the qualified person to tell you about where to find the good quality cleaning items, household items, things of that nature, uh, high quality, natural, non-toxic, sustainably sourced items that you need. You got to go to Grove Collaborative for these. They are an online marketplace that deliver. They have all natural home products, beauty products, personal care products. They ship it directly to you. Everything is green uh, and everything is guaranteed to be good and safe for you, your family, your pets, your home, the planet, all those awesome, nice, warm and fuzzy things. Uh, so you don't have to go to Whole Foods and spend way too much money on these really awesome green products. All you got to do is go to Grove Collaborative. You can visit grove.co uh, slash news. That is grove.co slash news. You will get free shipping and also a free five-piece cleaning set from Mrs. Myers. I have it. It's awesome. You don't want to miss out on it. It is a $30 value. Go to grove.co slash news to get this offer. Grove.co slash news. Actress Rosario Dawson, who uh, unfortunately for her is dating former presidential candidate Cory <laughs> Booker. Uh, here's the deal. Everyone is saying, the headlines are reading that she, quote, came out in a recent interview with Bustle. Okay. Um, now, here are the facts. And Stu, tell me if I'm missing anything. Okay. Because you covered this on radio pretty extensively, I might say. Thank you. I read, uh, we actually morning. read the entire story word for word because I could not figure out what actually occurred. Right. So... According to Bustle, in 2018, um, Rosario Dawson posted an Instagram picture and was celebrating Gay Pride Month, right? So she wrote, Happy Pride Month, sending love to my fellow LGBTQ homies. Well, I'm sorry, LGBTQ plus Thank you. homies. Don't, don't send me hate mail, okay? Keep being strong in the face of adversity, loud and proud. And then, of course, a couple months later, it came out that she was dating Cory Booker. And then she just did this interview and she said, people keep saying that I came out. I didn't do that. I mean, it's not inaccurate, but I never did come out. I guess I am now. <laughs> what? I, I, I don't know. So she, I, I, and then she said, I've never had a relationship in that space. So it's never felt like an authentic calling to me. In what space? You have not explained what space it is. Uh, uh, that, and, that's, and that's it. Right. Yeah. There's no like follow up or like, let's just to clarify, I'm gay yeah. or I'm non-binary or anything is just that's it. The story said that she has not uh, said out loud what she has, what she is identifying as. How are you coming Which, out? I feel like you're not right. Like coming <laughs> out is the thing where you explain what you are. Right. I mean, like, that's kind of what the coming out process is. If you are gay and you're not telling people, when you tell people you're gay, that's when you come out. You don't just say, I'm coming out. It's like uh, Michael Scott saying, I declare bankruptcy. You, that's not how it works. You have to go to court and, and file paperwork or something. Um, so I, I, you have, I, I don't understand exactly what's going on here. And I, I've tried to, and I've read this story probably five or six times because I'm fascinated by it. And I think I've, I think... I have a, a theory, at least. Oh, okay. I can't. Okay, let's go. Well, there's yeah, two please. competing theories, let's but I'll go. give it. So okay. my belief is what she has come out as is bisexual. Okay. So she's currently still dating Cory Booker, but she's saying she's bisexual, so she also is interested in women. However, since she's dating Cory, she's not dating women. She's also never actually been with a woman before. The reason why, again, it's huh. total guess because yeah, yeah, none yeah. of the stories say it. The only thing that makes sense, well, I guess. Well, there's one other thing that makes oh. sense is that Cory Booker is, also, well, is a woman. Is a woman. That's right, problematic that, that, because she would have then outed him. 
by coming out. Well, that and, and that, that could know. be why they're not saying it. Like maybe Cory Booker is a woman, and they're not explaining the details of it because he's not ready. Because he's not ready. She, it's not his. Look at that it's face. not her story to tell. It's his story to tell. But I really do think that because she hasn't said it, they're in their woke world, right? Where. Number one rule of woke world is you have to praise whatever thing she's doing here, right? Like you have to say it's fantastic no matter what it is. And number two, you can't say what it is unless she says it. Right. So they're trying to praise the thing without naming it, which is like <laughs> fantastic. Like they're all they're like in this circuitous sort of thing where they can't actually talk about it, but they have to talk about it. And they have to say how wonderful it is, but they can't say what it is. Well, there's another aspect to it is that the acronym includes allies. That's one of the letters in there. Right. So is she okay. just oh, is it really? Is that what I, a, a is? That's what I, I was looking into this today because okay. I'm curious. Oh, I like see the reporter. I'm curious is one too. I think there's a C in there for you. So maybe I am. I don't know. I don't know. Did I just come out? I, no, no. <laughs> but maybe she means she's just an ally. She's just, you know, showing her support. You, you come you out as an ally? Out. Oh she said, she, she said I didn't come out. come out. She posted this in 2018. She said, I didn't come out then. I guess I am now. I guess. But that's it. She doesn't She doesn't give but, any more here, info. Here's what I'm trying to figure out, though. It's supposed to be, I don't get why she wouldn't be proud to <laughs> say it. Right. Like, like, especially in her world, like, it makes her like a, like, a, like a hero. Right, exactly. So, like, why would you not say it? Yeah. You're like, I'm, I'm this. I think we need to be concerned for Cory Booker right now because he's probably going through a tough time. Or maybe he's pressure. not. I, maybe well, he's not. Maybe he's or maybe a, she's not. Meaning Corey. Oh, Corey. meaning Corey. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. This is getting confusing. I, but I really think, like, this is a story that, like, it's about sort of that woke culture yeah. and all that stuff. But really, it's a journalism yes, story. It's a story absolutely. about the media. They can't no even up. say what is in their own stories. Like, it's you, such a, they've made so many crazy walls and lines of what they can and cannot say. They can't even explain to the you reader get a celebrity what reading. on the cusp of revealing this news and then you just move on to something else like the one follow-up that's all it took yeah one like little well you're coming out well, what would are you, you care to elaborate yeah like i mean I, it's and a safe maybe space she said to do no that. i don't know but like if you now she should says go in no, the story so we should know right. yeah. but then it's not a you don't even write the story she hasn't well, come out right you, you can clickbait says, it yeah i guess like that's <laughs> I, maybe that's what happened is i just got fell for a lot of clickbait but it is it's amazing that they can't even talk about the thing they're trying to talk about that's a weird world that's not supposed to be what journalism is and like you really should be like if you want to tell people this story, you have to be willing to ask the follow-up questions. And if you're not willing to ask the follow-up questions, then you don't write the story. But, but I mean, and I completely agree with you. I just, I'm trying to put myself in the position of the reporter who probably just doesn't want to get canceled and is way hypersensitive about like, well, but if I ask this, am I going to get in trouble? Is it going to be seen, seen as homophobic well, it's or your whatever, point. right? It's to your point earlier, right? Like they, th this is where, this is the world they've created. Yeah. Like they're living by their own rules and they're being destroyed by their own and rules. And it's, it's scary it, it to is. live in this world. It's, I mean, I, even me as like a, the, like somebody who doesn't really care about that stuff, even mm -hmm. I, when I speak, I'm like, I have to think, like, is this going to be the end? Like, for me. Like, <laughs> wow, no, what are you saying, Jason? No one should have to, and, and then when it seeps into journalism, like you said, that's, like, dangerous because then you're talking about information. That, for this, it's a silly story. But with other stuff, like, there, it could have real implications for things that we need to know that we will never know. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and, and there's other issues like transgender stuff that like just the, the coverage gets painted right. and gets such a bias to it that we kind of lose track of, of what we're even talking about anymore. I mean, you even said you read the post. I mean, mm-hmm. I think she hashtags it loud and proud. Yes. She doesn't seem to be loud either one of those two things. <laughs> <laughs> we need to invite Cory Booker to the debate tonight to answer for this. Yes. So that we can get to the bottom of this. This is oh, important. That's, that's the only way. That's great. Okay, but I do want to bring up another theory really quickly. Okay, sorry. So Rosario Dawson and her family are being sued right now by a transgender who used to work in their home and claims that they were verbally abusive to, I can't remember if they're now a male or a female, but to Shim. Um, and like they accidentally dead named this person. Oh I mean, horrific oh stuff, oh right? Stuff you don't come back from, really. And so now all of a sudden she's saying, you know, after this lawsuit, she's saying that she's coming out maybe it's to help her defense in this lawsuit that she, how could I, how could I abuse, verbally abuse someone who is in my own community? Wow. I mean, that's a very cynical way of looking at it. It seems almost discriminatory towards Rosario. Wow. She would accuse her of that. But I I mean, I'm not saying that. People are saying that. I'm not saying that. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. I heard mm-hmm. someone say it too. It was him, yeah. but I heard someone say it. <laughs> I'm, so now I've heard two people say it, so now it's like really. Now it's a yeah. thing. I'm going to go write a story about yeah. this. You're going to have to answer for it now. Screw all you guys. <laughs> Back in a minute. <laughs> That's an amazing story. It is. I'm like, what? What is it happening? Really, and I mean, it really who, is. Who I mean, is Uh, Attorney General Bill Barr has apparently told people close to him that he is considering resigning from his role at the DOJ because of President Trump's decision to continue tweeting about department manners, or I'm sorry, matters, which he says undermine his role. Uh, Of course, that caused Trump to continue tweeting about uh, (laughs) DOJ matters and said, everybody has the right to speak their mind. I use social media. I think he's doing an excellent job. This is what I don't get. Trump has always been very complimentary of Barr. He said, I think he's doing an excellent job. He's a strong guy. Uh, I never spoke to him about the Roger Stone situation. Roger Stone, by the way, just so you know, never worked for my campaign. I'd just like to throw that in there. Uh, But uh, apparently Barr told ABC News last week that Trump's tweets were, quote, very disruptive to the department, saying, I think the essential role of the attorney general is to keep law enforcement, the criminal process, sacrosanct to make sure there is no political interference in it. Um, Jason, we don't want to lose Barr, right? What, what is, what's the answer here? Well, he's right in, yeah. that, in, in terms of Trump is unprecedented in yes. the way that he uses social media. Yes. And he's unprecedented in the way that he's not afraid to talk about things that he probably shouldn't be talking about. And he just doesn't care. bureaucrats are not used to it. The bureaucrats are not used to it. Mm-hmm. And for Barr, I, I, one, I, I, any report I'm always skeptical of, so I'll just throw that out there. Yeah. But I would understand his frustration as the, t- the top law enforcement official having to deal with that. Right. So that being said, um, you know, when you take that job, you, it's something you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, for him, like, that's just a decision he has to make. There's no, he's not going to stop. Mm-hmm. Trump's not going to stop. So he needs to decide, can he deal with that? And that's why Trump sees a lot of turnover. People, yeah. he, I would imagine he's hard to work with. I get it. But people, his voters like that he tweets. His supporters enjoy had that kind of access to the president. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to change. So the guy, the next guy who comes in, if Barr leaves, needs to know that going in. And if you act like you don't, then it's kind of your fault if you get 
fed up mm. and, 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 and want to, you know, throw a tantrum and leave. Uh, but Trump is who he is, and he's, it's not going to change. Yeah, Aaron. It, it probably seems like one thing from the outside, to what it's like to work for Trump, and then it probably feels like another thing in the midst of it. I could believe that Barr probably got upset maybe about the tweets and mm-hmm. probably aired his frustrations to somebody in his office. That's probably where a leak like this would come from. I think the, the DOJ denied that this was a thing, that he was thinking about quitting. You know, it's an anonymous report, so you'll never really know. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand his frustration, uh, but I don't think it's going to change. Um, he's going to have to deal with it. I would like if Trump would kind of back off on this thing a little bit and listen to what Barr is saying, because he is a good he's attorney a, general, and you don't is. want to alienate him for something that is unnecessary. Um, but Trump is who he is, so he's going to do this. Yeah. Uh, really quickly, a group of parents in Wisconsin, they are not happy with their public school policy uh, that apparently allows teachers to affirm their children's, quote, gender identity without the parents' knowledge or consent. So they are taking the matter to court, uh, according to the lawsuit filed uh, yesterday. Madison Metropolitan School District's policy, they allow children to socially transition to a different gender identity at school without parental notice or consent, requires all teachers to enable this transition and then prohibits teachers from communicating with parents about this potentially life-altering choice without the This topic, not transgender, but the topic of the schools Mm -hmm. taking control from parents of their own kids yep. is I think the big, like one of the biggest issues for the next decade, mm-hmm. because you've seen this happen, like slowly, mm-hmm. where it, it's the community, right, that needs to raise the children. If the parents are backwards thinking or they're country bumpkins who, right. who still believe in traditional, traditional values, we have to step in as the state, mm-hmm. whether it's through the schools or whatever it is, parents need to, to I commend these parents for taking it legal immediately, but parents everywhere need to be aware of what's going on in schools, and a lot of us aren't, right? My kids aren't in school yet, thank God, but I'm going to be the biggest nightmare for whatever school my sons end up going to because you have to be involved because this kind of stuff can go on. Mm. And and, I mean, there's a situation where this could happen and nobody knew, right? right? Until it's already been implemented. And so um, I commend these parents, but this issue of, of, of really, stopping this creep into the in, into taking parents responsibility away mm-hmm. from raising their kids the way they want them to be raised regardless of what society says is the right way is so important i can't emphasize it enough yeah to, to jason's point i'm sure it feels really great when it's something you agree with mm-hmm. and then it turns into something you don't agree with and you're like oh crap that's yeah good. gone are the days where you can send your kids to school and just be like oh i trust that they're going to yeah. do what's in the best interest of this child and that I, it's going to align with what i'm doing and focus on school matters right, right and not social yeah issues. the idea that the school should be involved in social matters like gender identity and take that away from the, i mean there's there's a lot of moral wrong with that in my opinion uh, but it just goes to show like you say parents have to be involved in the school you have to know the teachers know the administration know the policies i think a lot of parents aren't used to that i think a lot of parents like send your kids to school they come home on the bus and it's like you just think that things are okay but now you have to be on a watch it's not even just it. school though it's like you see the same thing with the abortion like doctors mm-hmm. want to be able yeah. to give underage girls yes. abortions without, without telling the parents consent. so it's like across the board they're trying to enact policies that that um you know that do this through governmental means and then it drips down and then before you know it your kids can be doing these things that you have no control over that we would have thought was unfathomable right, if you give 20 elementary, years ago elementary school kids the ability to choose their gender or 
you know, 16 year olds, the ability to go get an abortion without parental consent. When you make all these the norm, then suddenly you have to you take that away from the parents. And you say the parents don't have as much authority as they used to over how their child grows up, how they live. And this is just a, a logical extension of that. How big of a, of a factor do you think the parents who don't do anything are right like because you guys are obviously your good parents you're involved parents i feel the same way that you do but i feel like there there is a big subset of parents who are driving this who are the ones who they want the schools to parent their children they don't want to be involved they they want to send their kids to school to be babysat all day and then come home on the bus and they don't have to do anything well apathy Apathy is the same reason why we, the Democrats are probably going to nominate a, a socialist to be their candidate, right? We, we, you know, we tend to, to not be civically involved. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, and it doesn't mean we're bad people, but like we're busy, we have busy lives, we have jobs, we have this or that, and it's easy just to think, send them off to school and, right. and they'll take care of them and they're fine, they come home, everything's fine. Uh, but I think it's our responsibility, and it's a tough one. It's it's hard being a parent of just a two-year-old is hard, mm-hmm. but it, it, it that's the choice you make. And so I, I do feel like we bear the brunt of it because you, there are school board meetings that you don't go to yeah. that this was probably talked about and approved. And mm-hmm. and and where are the parents? Where were they to stop it before it happened? Well, I feel for the parents who maybe work or have responsibilities that just prevent them from being involved because yeah. everybody can't do that. It's not a choice for everybody. So they're putting full trust in the school system because they have to do what they have to do to provide for their family. And they're the ones that are really getting punished by this because maybe they didn't have a say at the school board. So maybe the answer is transparency. Is. Like mm-hmm. pass a local law that says they have to send you the minutes and, and, and any items that were you know, passed or agreed upon it at school board, whatever it is, like there has to be a way uh, for additional transparency for parents to be involved. But as we know, big government is not right. about That's transparency, so it's, right. it's just not going to happen. I mean, like and that. I, look, I was a local reporter in West Virginia, in like the smallest parts of West Virginia, uh, up near Morgantown. I covered school boards for my one of my first couple jobs. Right. It is a microcosm of what the federal government is. Mm-hmm. It, it is not easy to get information. It is full of politics, backroom deals, like it's it's everything you think it would be and then you then you realize these are the people who are teaching our kids mm-hmm. and and mentoring our kids and and have them for a lot of kids the majority of their day that's who they're with and that's who they're being shaped by. So it's a big deal. Yeah. All right, back in a minute. <sighs> Before we go, the uh, National Media Research Planning and Placement uh, did a survey, drink choice versus political opinion. So it shows where you line up in uh, Democrat skew, Republican skew versus low turnout or high turnout for the voter turnout index. Jason, what's your happy hour drink of choice? Um, It's pretty accurate. uh, Bourbon. Okay, Aaron. Same. Me too. And that's on the right in this spectrum, right? On the right right. in the high turnout. And if I'm not drinking bourbon whiskey, I have Cabernet and Merlot, which are both in the high turnout Republican skew. Am I correct that the furthest right was Coors Original? Is that <laughs> which is accurate to the people I it, know? It is. It is a, a little bit underneath the high turnout. It's mm-hmm. about re, it's about average turnout. Uh, but so is Miller Lite and Coors Light. Blue Moon is right there. So it's leaning Republican and uh, in the middle of voter turnout. Which is, it's bizarre. So let's look at the left really quickly. Yeah, say, what's the most lib drink? So I know to <laughs> never order it. Okay. Do you want Do you want to hear something funny? The lowest turnout uh, is any malt liquor. <laughs> I don't 
no, no. It just says, okay. it literally any? says okay. any malt liquor, which is a weird category to have. Um, but the most skewed Democrat uh, is, I don't How do you say it? Cognac? 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 That is perfect. That is the best match for a liquor. Yes. How do you say it? Cognac. Cognac. What is it? It's a liqueur, right? Yeah. Is it sweet? It's, 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 yeah, it's for sissies, so it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. And then Sauvignon Blanc is a high turnout. Sure. Skewed Democrat. Okay. Sure. So, yeah, you, that, Jason's I, like that. I, can that see, that, I think that's what Beto was drinking with his. <laughs> so. uh, yesterday's poll, can Mike Bloomberg, Bloomberg buy the Democratic nomination? 71% of you said yes. Uh, 29% of you said no. Today's poll, which 2020 Dem will say the craziest thing at tonight's debate? Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Joe Biden, or Pete Buttigieg? Those are your options. Sanders, Warren, Biden, or Buttigieg? Warren is in desperation mode, so I think she might go a little, little off the rails because she's got to go for it. I, I, say, I say Biden just because he's like, you never know when something's going to like disconnect. Right. <laughs> like, like it so, won't be, it won't be. I think the odds are there like that he could just go off and accidentally say something. His hidden. eye uh, might start. Just explode, yeah, like, like we don't yeah. know what's going to happen Fall with out. Biden. Uh, and I, I know Klobuchar is not on this, but I she's also wonder there. if Klobuchar is one of those. Everything she says is so scripted and it's just awkward, but it's not really crazy. It's just like a script. That's Mi- true. Miyama Miyama Army. The R is in there. Army. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense, Amy. Explain it to me. I need a follow-up question at the debate. Uh, let us know what you think in this poll. You can go to the Blazes Twitter, and we will see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.